As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, everybody. Today's a one-man show. My tongue is on... Ah, God! Hey, I can't talk! My tongue is on fire! Guess it's time to entertain. Holding up the sticky shit and put it to your brain. Bang, bang. Now you looking like the life of the party. Look who just brought life to the party. Yo. Um... Fuck the graph. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not even gonna finish the intro, because I'm just get right into it. My shit is on blaze. <laughs> My mouth is on fire, and I don't know how to describe this shit. <clears throat> um, so I'm gonna use minimum words this episode. <laughs> but welcome, ladies and gentlemen. We are TGOT. Those guys over there, and now I'm one of your five hoes, Big Tom. But you know I got the band with me. It's not a one man show. <laughs> Jeff is still here, unfortunately. This is Phil Ramen Noodle Challenge Completer. <clears throat> You don't get no fucking blue ribbon for that shit. This is the uh, crafts. What, bitch? <laughs> A.K.A. Pettywise. A.K.A. Surrounded by a bunch of bitches. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Two, there's two in a bunch. Oh. A.K.A. Yeah. Tim and Jeff. <laughs> I finish. Let's go. <laughs> Save it, bitches. <laughs> Hey, oh, man. we appreciate you guys coming back for another week to uh, listen to our shits and giggles. Hey, we feel like we have opinions and our opinions matter, so that's why we give it to you guys. Uh, just five guys with the shits and giggles and obviously about doing ramen noodle challenges that can that come with a little bit of heat. Um, I might have Jeff plug the socials if he can. Yeah, Tom's, <laughs> like, Tom's like, can I please stop talking? <laughs> Hey, hey, at TGOT Podcast, you'll find it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put hey, all my words are gonna be in the show notes. <laughs> so, Man, why did we do this? So, for anyone who hasn't been following the IG, um, we were challenged by um, a friend of the show, a listener, to the hot noodle challenge. Um, four four out of five of us uh, opted to do it. Um, the other guy decided. I mean, he went on hiatus, so who knows <laughs> if he knew what was coming down the pipe. But um, we all did it, and I gotta say, I'm I'm proud of most of them. Phil completed his bowl. Um, he did go through his McFlurry halfway through, so in the spirit of the challenge, he messed that up. Tom, I take ownership of that. Tom cried the whole way, <laughs> but he got through that whole bowl. Then went went turned towards the milkshake, and then Jeff <laughs> took five bites smaller than what my toddler takes <laughs> those five bites are debatable because you look at the bowl and it looks like no one touched it he did take at least one and as you heard from the the uh beginning of this episode he's punished he drank the rest of my milk <laughs> <laughs> and i had a milkshake <laughs> i know my limitations i know that this is gonna be a limitation, and it's gonna be <laughs> my uh, my oldest son Malachi. Um, we had an extra pack, so he's eating that right now. And he, and he said he said a chief text, and that ain't it. <laughs> <laughs> nope. yeah, see, it, it, it must be the light skin. I'll admit to that one. Team light skin all day. Oh man! <laughs> but shout out to Sandy. Uh, I'm glad that we did this because. If it wasn't a challenge from a listener, they never would have done it. Damn right. So I yeah, appreciate yeah, yeah. her on that. That's true. So next listener, 
This shit is fucking me up enough to where I don't even want to fucking drink this out of salt. <laughs> I don't even want to sip no liquor just to, for the effects of my mouth. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm waiting like shit. I'm, I'm not. I'm going to chill before I tap the bottle. We'll probably be halfway through before I get my first <laughs> swig of leg. <laughs> Y'all going to feel it on the back end, though. That's all I got to say. Shit, I'm feeling on the front end. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> nah, what, we, what we got this week? What we I'm talking about? So in addition to this, like, yes, you heard we did a spicy noodle challenge. Um, if you were listening last week, the graph put out a challenge for us. Create a uh, mouse at the palace squad in the NBA, so we'll be starting with that. Mm. And then our main topic will be segregation, desegregation. Was it worth it? Did it help? Um, as you know, we've come up on the, I want to say this is the 52nd year of Brown versus Board of Education. Um, my, my math probably was wrong. But we're going to get into it, see was it good, is it bad, see we do it forward. Because as I heard last week, we were talking about um, moon settling. Maybe we send some people to the moon, some people stay here. But um, yeah, let's get the graph. Um, throw out your scenario again about the NBA. Yeah, so towards the end of the last episode, we were talking about the Bang Bro Center. And just, <laughs> <laughs> just when you throw it out there without any notice, it always catch up. And um, I wanted to, um, and it, it sparked an uh, idea of, um, I don't know what anniversary it is, but it's been a minute since the Mouse in the Palace went between the Detroit Pistons and Indiana Pacers. No, it was between the Pacers and Detroit Pistons fans. Well, it started <laughs> It started with the player, and then it, it, it spilled into the uh the uh the arena but um for those not familiar i don't know why you listen to our show but for those not familiar um there was an encore brawl which is uh not uncommon but the fans of detroit was were so passionate that they said well they they got into got into the action too one dude threw a drink at ron artest Ron Artest wasn't having it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I would say getting into the action is a stretch. Because <laughs> none of the fans came out on top. No, no, no. That Jermaine O'Neal slide is the greatest punch. <laughs> that dude is so lucky he slipped. Yeah, he is. So lucky. Oh, he would have been out here with like Rudy Tom Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, speaking of this is us when we talk about that. The greatest punch of all time in the NBA is um the top three. I'll say Jermaine O'Neal comes in number three. Um, number two, Chris Child giving Kobe the two piece, and then number one is the one Kermit Washington put on Rudy Tomjanovich. That shit was dirty. <laughs> he broke his fucking jaw. Yeah. Mm. But um, okay, let's get to the scenario. So my scenario is I wanted to have us draft from current players in the NBA who you would want um, as your starting five in a mouse in the palace. Only, rules are obviously it's a draft, so there cannot be any re- repeats. Um, I you need one of each position, and they have to be current NBA players. Can I go first just to get the jump started? Nope. God damn it! I'm gonna put in the list. Of, I'm gonna put in the names. Well, we gotta fill dead air. I don't want to edit. Okay, so so, t- um, so why don't you talk about your strategy for what your strategy for your team? Anybody who uh, hoops in black air forces. <laughs> 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 no, <man>. All right, <laughs> Tom. What's your strategy? Big mean motherfuckers. Even though it's a soft ass league, the meanest person I can think of. Hopefully, that's my strategy. The meanest people. Phil. Luckily, I looked through the list of current NBA players and realized I know enough to pick a team that will wipe the floor with the fan base. <laughs> so I'm good. Oh, are we fighting fans or other teams? Fans, so, right? Oh, we fighting fans. So it starts with the other team, though. So oh, that's, that's how it started. So it started with the other team, and then oh, then we then we fight fans. <clears throat> yep. All right. So for the, uh, I guess just since Jeff is the one that goes to church, the first round is going Jeff, Phil, me, Tom. Oh, that's fucked up. Are we doing a snake or do you need to smoke? No, nope, I'm going to randomize it each time, so. Oh, all right. Yeah. Well, go ahead, Jeff. Patrick Beverly. Oh, wow. My point guard. I'm taking James Johnson. Fuck you. <laughs> you know, you know, Fuck you know, you. He's, a, so like, he's a UFC fighter. Yes, that's my, that was my number one draft pick. Yeah. Um, fuck, you know what? I don't think this is a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I. I'm going to go with Russell Westbrook. Uh, no, because Dame bitched him. So, I'm actually, I'm going to go with Who's keeping Markeith Morris. A bitch! <laughs> 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 my 
motherfucker. <laughs> I was definitely in that way. Ah, <clears throat> uh, shit. My first pick. Everybody remember your team because I'm I'm uh, my first pick. If I if this nigga got good, if he has two good ACLs, I want Demarcus Cousins. Mm. So that's gonna be my next pick. (laughs) I'll take Demarcus Cousins. Not a bad pick. Um. So remember what position you have as well. That's my center one from each position. Um. So randomizing again. First pick will go to me, Jeff. Tom and then Phil. With my next pick, uh, I want to go center. Kind of, I need someone to anchor everything. And Demarcus is a really good choice, <laughs> <laughs> like really good. Um, I think I want to go um, Cuz from Detroit. Another uh, drummer. I think I want to go Andre Drummond. I just feel I just think he's he's dumb enough to do anything. Uh, Drummond, Andre, he's soft. Joel Embiid would have words for you. Too late. You already said it. Okay, I guess you already said it. Andre Drummond's locked in. It's my turn. Yes. Oh, uh, fuck. Udonis has him. Three straight backs with this way in the league. Mm-hmm. He's still there. You good? Yeah. Tom. <clears throat> Can I? Marcus is can be considered as a power forward, right? No, no but Demarcus can. Yeah, Boogie can be your power forward. Yeah, man. that's all he's him. I like those options. Go right. <laughs> <Well>, Marcus <laughs> Yeah. I can't believe nobody took Surge. Y'all see nah, the, the way he's strong on people. Him? No, someone just someone just, James Johnson. So <laughs> I guess, okay, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're so right. I'm taking Surge. Surge. Okay. All right. All right. Random again. Hmm. Yeah, my pick again first, then Phil, Tom, and Jeff. Cool. I'm going to go point guard this time, and I'm going Dame. Fuck you. Dame? I'm going Dame. I respect it. Yeah. Uh, I'm next. Mm-hmm. I'm taking a Joe Inglis, or Inglis. How do you pronounce it? Really? Because from Ingles. Utah. From Utah? Ingles. Joe Ingles? Ingles? Uh, ask Paul George. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. <clears throat> Joe Ingles. That, that was not a name I expected to hear today, so... <laughs> I, guess I don't you, actually know if he can fight. unite. <laughs> <laughs> I had to pick one. <laughs> okay. It's on you, Tom. Oh, he took Dane. Look, that was who I was going next. Um, so I got, I got power forward and shooting guard. I'll do a recap after this round. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like... Um, can Julius Randle be considered a small forward? No. no. <laughs> there you go. You know what? I get my point guard. Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday? Okay, right, I can do Drew Holiday. Okay. Alright, so then... Uh, I, I oh, yeah. my bad. Okay. You know what? Um, I don't have any front court players yet. I, I guess Haslam. Haslam's my small forward, but... I'm, I'm, no, Haslam is a power forward, bro. Really? Yeah. Alright, well... well ah, fuck. Yeah, see, you fucked yourself. Old ass straight backs. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, well, I gotta... I'm, I'm playing small ball. Um, I'm putting Zion at the five. Fine, whatever. Okay. Okay, fine. Fine. In the interest of moving on. <laughs> okay. Zion at the five. All right. You want to do a recap real quick? Just yeah, recap. Right. So my team is Pat Beverly, Udonis Haslam, Zion Williamson. So that's a one, four, five. Uh, the graph got Marquise, Drummond, and Dane. So you got four, five, one. You got a one, four, five. Tom- Marquise the four? Three yeah. or four. Three or four. Okay. Three or four. Okay. Keith played three a lot for the Wizards. Well, the Wizards, I would think of a fucked up coach, so that wouldn't count. I mean, I would consider him a three. Or really? Four. Either one. Yeah. Alright. Well, so Flexi- Tom Flexibility. Tom got Boogie Gasol and, so he got one four five. And also like fantasy basketball lists him as a small forward or power forward. Just FYI. Oh well. Okay. Um and you got James Johnson Surge and Joe Ingles. That's three four five. Yeah, no, two three four. Who? Ingles is a two. Is he? Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Actually, you got two, three, four. I'm so yeah. pissed you picked up James. <laughs> like, like um, Alright, next round we have Phil, Jeff, Tom, and then me. Alright, I'm taking Embiid as my center. Embiid. Yeah. Alright. Uh, so I need two and a three. Um. Fuck, this is hard. <coughs> two nerds that fight. <laughs> 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 Damn. Um. Uh, I'm just trying to think of teams in the league at this point. Utah. 
you know who y'all forgot? Or no, you can pick them, but Utah, Orlando. I still think Toronto, Simmons, Washington. Um, it's two Simmons that everybody forgot. Mm-hmm. Steve Adams. Huh? Yes. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Damn, motherfucking. Fuck. Man. Oh damn. But I already put my champion. Yeah. Damn, who's the fucking two that? Five. Steven Adams, yeah. Steve Adams and somebody else I was just thinking about. No, who's this crappy two? Who's the underdog that just needs to? Bro, you got the four feet. Four feet. All right, all right. Uh, someone give me a five second countdown. Maybe. Five, four, three, two, one. One. Um, fuck. Um, Bradley Beal. Fuck. Now That's taking Pascal. That's not a bad choice. He's from okay. St. Louis. I'm like, <laughs> I, I got Beal. It's like y'all don't remember what Draymond did to him. I'm taking Toronto small forward. Pascal, Pascal Siakam? Yeah. He's four. So he got scrap in him. Wait, no. You already got a four and a five. He's a three. a three. He's a four. Oh. I need a two. Pascal? Pascal's a four. That's what I thought. Pascal's I thought he was a, a three. Hell no. Because Kawhi was a three. Yeah. Kawhi was a two. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, oh, did Toronto have a big lineup? Yeah. Oh, who was there? Who was there? Yeah, because it was, it was Kyle, Mel. Kawhi, Pascal, Serge, and Mark. So, I don't think Serge started for them when they tried. So, uh, so, I don't know. I don't know. No, um... And you also forgot about Tyson Chandler. That's what I was thinking about, too. Nah, I ain't scared of him. Yeah. You scared of him? Nah. Um, is it my pick? Yes. But that's fine. You, 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 you picked up Pascal. Yeah, I got Pascal. Uh, Cousins, Pascal. Danny Green. Was uh, was oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Pascal yeah. Oh. yeah. So we'll give you Shit. 15 seconds to. Ah, oh, damn. Um, shit, 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 shit. Fuck it, KD. I'll take KD. As a cupcake? As a three. Is it because you wanted to get his ass beat? Nah, he's from from C. Pleasant. So? Uh, That's that's the city. That's that's where we're from. We put KD as a three? Yeah, I run with KD. KD's a three. So what do I have? I have just numbers. Well, you've got one, three, and five. So you need a four and a two. One, three, and five? We put put, uh, Marquise as a three. I well, I have, my, I have the option. Yeah, you, okay, you yeah. either need a one. You, 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 need, a, you need a point guard, and you need a, I have a point guard. Part. I need a shooting guard, and one I'm taking Jimmy buckets. So I'm putting. <coughs> oh, Jimmy that's fair. Yeah. I'm putting oh Jimmy shit! As a three. <laughs> that's who you forgot as a two. I know. Damn. Damn. No, not Jimmy. But uh, well, I'm not gonna say it in case anybody's got a two left. I'm not gonna help y'all out. Well, uh, uh, here we go. We got this is a last Jeff round. Green. So no, no, he's not a two. I have. Um, Does anybody need to pick a two? I need a three. Oh, damn, that's on. Where are putting Jimmy? You putting Jimmy at the three? Jimmy's yeah, three. Jimmy's a three. All right. I, um, you, I need a three. You need a two. DeRap needs a two. I need a one. Yes, you need a one. Yeah. And um, Tom needs a two. All right. Then I ain't saying it. All right. He's like one of my least favorite players in the NBA, so. Uh, <laughs> I'm taking Marcus Smart. <laughs> Because <laughs> my pick is, I have the first pick. Right. It was me, Jeff, Tom. <laughs> I did not get a first pick at all. <laughs> all right, I need a three. <laughs> Who are the fucking teams in the league? Good shit. Uh, I could have taken Scary Terry at the one, too. Yeah. Um, fucking a goon at the small forward. I feel like there's a lot of those. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm trying to think. <clears throat> Fuck, man. You know what? I wish was still in the league. It was some old man strength. Like Andre Miller. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, damn. Tony Allen ain't in the league. No. Nope. But Iggy is. Iggy is. Really a three, but no, he is. He did his whole career. I thought he had a two left. Mm. Uh, he was three. Is it Michael? Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, it's Phil. Then, uh, no, Tom. Then Phil. Okay. I'm going Spider. Mm, Donovan. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Two. Yeah. <laughs> I can't think of a one that I want to take, so I'm just gonna go with Grayson Allen just because I feel like he'd fight dirty. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. All right. All right. Recap these teams. My team. Patrick Beverly. I'm going to one through five. Patrick Beverly. Bradley Beal, Andre Iguodala, Udonis Haslam, Zion Williamson. I think your team getting washed in relation to everybody else's team. Pat Bev fights with the um, Black Air Forces, though. Mm-hmm. And Tim's. Yeah, next? but he's he's like 5'10". Who's yeah. next? Next team. Next is uh, DeGraft. Uh, Dame Willard, 
Jimmy, uh, no, Marcus Smart. Jimmy Butler, Markeith Morris, Andre Drummond. Yeah, I fucked up my five, but I still think. You got some thugs. But you have fighters or you got shooters? Uh, fighters. Who's this five again? This five is Dane, Marcus Smart, oh, yeah. Jimmy Butler, Markeith Morris, Andre Drummond. The three and five is that, nah, that two, Jimmy no, Buckets is not suspect. No, I was about to say, that two, three, four is tough. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I still think Jimmy Buckets is soft. That man drumming. Alright, well, so, I, I panic on so that then page. we should ask Minnesota's starters and their practice squad <laughs> their opinion. What they feel about Jimmy, Jimmy Buckets? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you know what I meant to put? But he's not technically active. I think Melo would give hands. No. Fuck no. Fuck no. You saw Melo. Who was it? Kevin the, Garnett called. Oh, his wife nobody fighting Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett, Garnett don't want to fight nobody. Yeah. He's, he, he never Kevin Garnett fight. caught a forearm from Anthony Peeler and <laughs> didn't do anything about it. But also, Melo like, slapped somebody and then ran across yeah, ran the court. Away. You remember that? <laughs> I forget who it was. No, I remember. Right. Yeah. But nah, I wouldn't have taken Melo if he's right. still in the league. Tom's team. Drew Holiday. Donovan Mitchell. KD. Boogie. Uh, Marcus off. My joint thumb is some dogs. Nah. Your, your, front, so? court, your I, front court is not. Uh, Katie. Is no, not Boogie and Gasol putting in work. They just big, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah Boogie and Gasol putting in work. But Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday. Spider? I don't, spider, Y'all can't see Spider throwing down? I see Spider finessing a couple of weeks, hitting somebody with a bottle. She yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, said Jamal Jeff, Murray. Jeff is the expert. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't see KD doing shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't, why y'all sleeping with KD, though? Who's your, who's your point guard? Drew Holiday. Uh, I would. You know what? I any of the Holiday brothers you can take. Yeah. And then give us food. man. You know who they Crawford all forgot? Crawford. Oh, shit. He's, he was on the Wizards last season. Dude who broke uh, Miritic's jaw uh, when they were both on the Bulls. Tom oh, Tom. oh, fuck! Not, uh, not Jabari Parker. Uh, Bobby Portis. Bobby no, Portis. Bobby Portis. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Damn, like this the whole time. <laughs> damn, we all forgot. Damn, about damn it. All right. Uh, the field squad is. It's a weird ass squad. Grayson Allen, <laughs> Joe Ingles. I couldn't think of a fuck up. Your backcourt is fucking. Nah, my backcourt is fucking everybody up. Nah, Grayson Allen, Joe Ingles, James Johnson, Serge, and Embiid. Yeah, my team watched. Nobody touching my front court. I don't know about Embiid. Oh, to be honest, I feel like I mean, all our squad. I picked my center just to take your center out. And my center is my weakest link. I, I, I feel like if we'd actually give this like a day's thought, we could have. We, we would have meant more for people on the bench. We went for more names. <laughs> yeah, but there there are people. They're, that they're, they're legit goons. There are more goons. But this was you know this was kind of off the cuff. But, yo, but it, it was fun. If, I, yeah, if you got if you got a better starting five. Um, for the mouse and the palace. Yeah, for the mouse and the palace. IG us, uh, email us. We'll probably put this in the, on the IG page. Um, yeah. Oh, that's exactly what we do. We put, um, yeah, we'll put it on the IG page. Let us know your thoughts and who you have. You got more time to think. If it's only by, I mean, I think my lineup is straight, truth be told. Don't. But Katie's I wouldn't mind subbing out Marcus off for Steve Adams. I, I really nah, I mean, nah. Yeah, that, I, mean, that I think if I had Steve Adams, if, 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 I think if I had picked Steve Adams, I'm I'm definitely good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, who, who's winning in, in a hoop? It's in a hoop game. In a game? I mean, probably. Well, probably yeah, I'm winning. Probably Tom if probably everybody's Tom. healthy. Yeah, if everybody's healthy. Oh, yeah. Katie, Drew, Katie. Dom. Yeah, yeah, I would give you that because Spider, Katie. I mean, that's a nice lineup. Drew, yeah, honestly, that's, that's a nice the lineup. Just for hooping. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, yeah, you, you probably got the best hoop lineup. So, so honestly, in the mouth of the palace, your your team would be less pissed because they're winning. My team <laughs> will be losing like fuck it. We gonna but, win this fight. I, but, I mean, like, let's keep going to it because at the Mouse of Power, it all started because Ron Artest got pissed off. No, it started because Ben, ben Wallace, Wallace got pissed, got pissed off. off. Ron Artest. But, and Ron Artest was like, I'm, I, I've, got, I've had too many fines already, so I'm chilling. But, and then somebody started drinking. But, but I said, it, it escalated from an on court fight to the Malice. Like, who is your. And he was still, Ron Artest is the one that was like, I can't do Like, he, he is the spark plug to everything. Mm-hmm. Who's your team spark plug? Yours is probably Jimmy. Mine is James Johnson. Mine is Jimmy. James Johnson, because is he the spark plug or he's just the dude? Nah, he's ready to fight always. Yeah, okay. and I mean he's got cases, so <laughs> <laughs> that's why I picked him. Actually, I think we all know. Who, like, my, yours I honestly, is Patrick Beverly. Patrick Beverly. Yours is probably Boogie. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and that wasn't Charlie's time. All right, Charlie, that took a while. <laughs> that was 
That took some some time. <laughs> no, that was cool. You know, that's any that's honorable fantastic. mentions that we forgot? I mean, Stephen Adams, Steven Adams yeah, Bobby Portis, Bobby Portis, um, Bobby Portis. Is oh, one. okay. What coach do you want uh, in your oh. corner? Oh, with my uh, my, my uh, what's going to ring? Um, I think I want Jeff. Jeff Van Gundy. <laughs> yeah, because he's grabbing on morning's leg and shit. <laughs> nah, I just think he'll get. But uh, don't get people active, coaches? active is uh, active. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I don't. I don't give shit. I'm like, going pop. You going pop? <laughs> I'm going pop. Pop too old. I, I like uh, light skin cuz with the glasses. Fizdale. 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 <laughs> I don't know. Fizdale might get to do it. Is Mike Woodson still in the league? Is he still coaching somebody? He's, he's somebody that's still coaching at least. I feel like he'd be my first choice. Oh, we're we, oh, we doing, uh, uh, we doing assistant coaches? Sure. Sam Cassell. Uh, but we're doing head coaches. I might have to take Quinn Snyder. Really? I don't know. I feel like his, he, he got. He I got don't know. I know who I'm not taking. I'm not taking Doc. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not taking, taking Doc. Uh, I'm not Scott taking Mark Bruce. Jackson. <laughs> As no. I say, I'm not taking Steve Kerr. What's his no. name? What's Boston? He's he he can't come. Oh, uh, Brad. Brad, Brad Stevens. Stevens. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Um, all them, all them guys. I might touch. And this is not because I'm a homer, but I think he. I take Rick Carlisle. I feel like he'd yeah, be he got a little spice too. Yeah, I feel like he'd be about the shits. Uh, yeah, I feel like that too. I give him a little bit. I give him that. I will give him that. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. That was fun. We should do one of these like every week. Like pick um pick a vibe. Uh, like maybe you know you, you next time we do like pick a music group or something. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll <clears> it's crazy how we're gonna try to transition from Miles in the Palace to desegregation or whatever. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, I know. It was. I mean, we're we gonna fight niggas to talk about like we need some like shit. All right. Well. White people threw a uh, <laughs> threw a beer at a black man. That's one way of doing it. <laughs> right, right. White man threw a beer at a black man. All right, we're gonna talk about desegregation. I honestly believe desegregation was the downfall of black people in America. Hmm. Um, and you know, have different cases. I want to first from that initial comment thoughts. You are sixty percent wrong, forty percent right. Tom, I, I need him to break down his sixty forty. Can you break down your sixty forty? Yeah, and it mostly it, it comes down to access. For the forty percent, we we had a stronger community, I would say, and there was a stronger value a value sharing initiative, and so on and so forth. However. There wasn't access. And at the end of the day, that's really what it comes down to. Access to playing in the government. Access to hmm. okay. and access to um, better resources for education. Access to, like somebody had to go in. Well, let me stop you there. Yeah. When it comes to access to the government, when I when I think about desegregation, think about the other just other groups in America. Okay, what I brought up before is we don't have we really don't have anything to call our own in different communities. We're intermingled with all these other with everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can go to any major city and you'll see a Chinatown or a you know Little Italy or whatever it is. They have their own <laughs> communities. So part of that when you talk about access to the government is these people in these communities. When we think about elections, we think about president and all this other stuff. But there are local elections that get more done for your community. So when people in Chinatown are voting for who they want their representative to be in that area, they're going to vote en masse for somebody that represents their community. Whereas with us, with black people in general, it's been, oh, Democrat, the way to go, where honestly people don't even listen to what their issues are. So you can look at... Look at a place that has like a big, like say, like say Chinatown. Mm-hmm. Their local representative, since they're all they're all voting, for the most part, they're all voting towards their goal. That representative is going to be an actual representative of their community, China Chinese or whatever. In, in that instance, and they have a real voice in what is happening locally. Right. We don't have we don't have that. We go ahead. Because we, we, we are the only people that were actively legislated against. Think about it. Redlining 
and create, creating these communities where, you know, people vote or whatever, who has to vote, redlining and gerrymandering have changed it. So, oh, we see all these black people in this area. Oh, no, we can't do that. Let's break, make sure we break down the line right here so half these black people vote for District 4 and half these black people vote for District 5. But all of Chinatown, we don't care. We'll give them District 12 or whatever because that's only one thing. But we, black people in mass have been the only people that have been actively legislated against. To that point, if there's not desegregation, and we're all in one area. Even if there is redlining and... And gerrymandering? Well, gerrymandering... Of course, there's going to be caveats to everything. But even if there's redlining, if we're all... If 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 there's... For me, well, my, my beliefs... If there's still segregation, they're going to treat... They're going to treat... Just like they treat Chinatown, like you said. Oh, we don't care about that. We're good. We'll let them have that. They'll do the same because we're not infringing on what areas they want because if we're segregated they're going to put us in an area that they don't want anyway so if we're all in that area and the assumption is voting and everything else goes along the same lines we are representative of that area so our representative is in that caucus speaking on what we need but the fact that we're now segregated so we're like oh well i'm allowed to be here so i'm going to be here and now it's a small community of black people around every, 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 you know, Caucasian or whatever it is, our voice doesn't carry as much weight as if we were all together in one place. But wouldn't that community have to be 100% self-sufficient? Like, you wouldn't be able to rely on people for, like, other areas for resources that you couldn't get from the area that you were in? Or, like, I mean, honestly, like, to relate this to Marvel, I thought, I think of it as, like, Wakanda. Mm-hmm. Wakanda could do everything for themselves, so they didn't need help from outside communities. So do you think it would be possible, if that still existed, for the communities you're talking about to be 100% self-sufficient, where they could get all the resources they need on their own, like, all of the education they need on their own, be able to, like, do that from top to bottom? So for me, that goes to another point that I have, whereas when you think about major cities and hotspots today, what is the, what is the defining culture? Like, you know, only black people get their culture appropriated for in, in um, not only, but um, in mass, in mass, mm-hmm. our culture is super appropriated. We are trendsetters when it comes to different things within communities. And if to your point, if we had our own and we had our own cities that were ours and what we did is segregation in the, in the terms, they, they would still come. To, they would come enjoy our entertainment to a sense. So that money is coming into our community, around, not 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 necessarily. Let's say now it's yeah, it's a it's a hip hop club owned by uh, an Irish guy who's never there. It would be our own clubs that people are coming to and enjoying. Whereas that money stays here. Now they're enjoying our culture because we're there, we're employees, we're we're bringing it up or whatever. But the people making the money from it are. Not us. I think that's something that we <clears throat> should ultimately get back to. Because I think if we weren't segregated in the first place, then we wouldn't have the opportunity to like allude to what Jeff was already saying, get those resources. Without those resources or without those means, there's no way for us to actually build on that. And then there's been times or spots in history where it's actually shown that when we had Black Wall Street or even had you know, Brownsville, whatever these these, these they spots did, were. They burned it took, down. They, tur- they took and burned it down. So just imagine having to, to always having to restart, restart when everybody else is already 10 feet, 20 feet past the start line, got a head up on us, and yet we continue to restart. And then that, that lead or that game gets even further out and further out. So we're like, we're always going to be constantly making up that ground if we didn't have the initial segregation to where we can actually spread out. But now that we're so spread out, now we're thin. That's why we get appropriated as much as we do. Or now is the time to kind of cultivate and bring it back. Because now we, we can do that because resources have been made readily available for us for the taking. And it's only up to us to kind of put it to use. And I also think that you overestimate how integrated we really are. Black people aren't that spread out. They're pockets of black people. Black people are in Chicago, L.A., Atlanta, D.C., New York. Like if, you, if you look at a map of um, racial demographics mm-hmm. and you look at like the, the population density of different um, racial groups, like there are strong pockets of black people 
in the Bible Belt down south, I think from Alabama, Mississippi, uh, Georgia type thing, mm-hmm. D.C., the DMV area, New York. And I have to take back, L.A. isn't that popular with black people. It was, it, and you got to think about the migration. This goes back to when you showed us, um, Phil showed us a couple um, oh, months ago, that is Black time. History Month, and they showed you like, the mass migration. People moved from Mississippi, everybody in Mississippi moved up to Chicago. People from the Carolinas moved a little bit north. Some, uh, other people from Mississippi and stuff like moved west, but like they're just pockets. So at its core, we still seg- we still cluster in these areas. Okay, um, and and I and that's one hundred percent true. I, we're we're not in Montana. We're not any. We're not in those right. areas. <laughs> not anywhere cold. You're the, not there. Nope. <laughs> Chicago. So the, it's not just a. It's windy, not cold. <laughs> <laughs> it's, and, <laughs> and it's not just. It's not just physically as to where black people are, but the idea of being integrated is why the community is so fragmented. It's like, okay, if we weren't, if we weren't, I I believe, if we weren't segregated, there wouldn't be this, if we weren't integrated, Uh there wouldn't be this idea of, or it wouldn't be as prevalent where there's black people and there's niggers. You know what I mean? You, 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 there wouldn't be that. It wouldn't be as prevalent. It'd be like we're all because I feel like integration did have opportunity for Black people in a small. There was a small subset, well, 10, 15 percent of maybe Black people were able to latch on to something where they could build it and grow it. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, because that it doesn't seem as prevalent in other cultures, like the China, like like Asian and stuff, like, and even Spanish, like they all, for most part, have more of a sense of family among culture than we do. Because they know where they come from. Right. So. Because, because, go back to what you said, because you said Asian and Hispanic. Right. But it's not Asian and Hispanic. It's Chinese. It's Japanese. It's Vietnamese. It's Puerto Rican. It's Cuban. It's uh, Honduran. Like, those are pockets that people know. Like, Hispanics don't all congregate together. Puerto Ricans all get together. So, so all to, the Cubans get together. All the Chinese and Vietnamese get together. And I think that's one thing that's not spoken upon. Like the Black experience is only a new experience. It's only four hundred years old. But in Black experience of freedom, it's only one hundred fifty years old. So to that, I'm going to ask you: What pockets do we have that are readily identifiable? Harlem. Not anymore. Not anymore. Like Harlem Southeast, white folks when moved in. Harlem Southeast, Brooklyn. See, but that's regional. Like just like you said, that's that's just Southeast or Harlem. That's in a state. Like, but we're all black people. But you you can't give me something, or you haven't yet give me something that is connective to the black. Not just locally. No, no, no. As in a pocket of black people, we have things that we experienced that we all experience as being black. Mm -hmm. But as far as putting things. Like like you said, for other cultures, it's sense of where you're from, Honduran and all this and all that. For black people, and and that and I could be from Honduras and live in Maryland and move to California and find a community right. that I can be about. Whereas because of that fact, mm-hmm. whereas well, what I'm asking is, what is I guess our pocket of being African and African American, because no, me being African and African American, that's a segment with uh, that. That's totally fragmented. Like I used to hear the things that you know people in my family used to say about black people yeah. from America first, and even that segment itself. Like there's so many unfortunate divides within our own community that other communities don't deal with that. When I think about the idea of segregation, if if for whatever reason we were still forced to only rely on ourselves as black people, there's not there's, there's I'll, nothing I'll, to turn I'll, your, I'll there's nothing to turn your back. I'll give you a perfect example. When you, you, you came over here, you wouldn't rely on black people. You would rely on Gambians. I right, but like, not you per se, but like, right, just in general because like Nigerians. When, when Nigerians move, they know where other Nigerians are. Mm-hmm. When Ethi- like, if you, especially here, Ethiopians, they all go to downtown Silver Spring. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that, that's my point. Like, mm-hmm. th- that's their sense of community. Like, this is uh, my Ethiopian community. Mm-hmm. So, black people, I'm just going to go where black people are. Like, you, you just got to look like me. So, if you're a Nigerian, but you're black, 
So I'm more trying to give. And then, that is, but that's not the. That's that's not. But that's my point. Like, there's no. I mean, one thing. Black, and that's a, black people aren't a monolith. Like this, and this goes back to like what Du Bois and uh, Booker T. Washington talking about. Like Du Bois is like, oh, there's a talented tent that's going to lead us. Where Booker T. Washington is like, yo, we're all black. Let's all do it together. But Booker, uh, Du Bois was like, yo, the talented tent will lead us. And then you go there, and you go there, you go there. Du Bois was light skin, right? I mean, it's one thing that you guys haven't highlighted, and I know you guys haven't forgotten about it, but essentially, we are the only race who's actually forcibly moved out of their own homes, their own cultures, their own way of living to America, where other cultures like the Asian community, like the Spanish community, like the Greece, Latin, whatever communities that uh, these cultures have, towns or cities or places or pockets in the world where they know they can identify with is that they made the choice to move. They made the choice to migrate. They made the choice to come here versus where we didn't have that choice. That choice was ripped from us. So the fact that it was already ripped from us and we didn't have anything to identify with from the very beginning outside what we already what we don't already know is we I mean, everything's still just been on the fucking fly. But now that we have some sense of entitlement or some sense of resources or some sense of who we are, that's why I said I think this is the most prevalent time now to actually kind of cultivate that, that activism and come back together. All right, let, 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 let's, put some, um, let's make some tangible examples. Education. Do you think it's better or worse post or um, pre-segregation? Or would you go around the wrong? Um, I would say since this, based on what we had and what we have now, it's, it's better, but I don't think that it's impossible. It's an outrageous to say if we still had to try and figure out on our own, we couldn't got to where we are now. Phil? Education is probably better now, but I can't, I feel like if that, if what DeGrasse theory, as he's talking about, still existed today. I just think everything would be more difficult. Like, I think the rest of the world, especially in this country, like, if you guys stayed in your own community, I think the rest of the country would cut you off. Like, especially depending on who the leadership was. Like, right now, this is a, right now is a really good example. Mm-hmm. Because right now is the example because of where we are now. Do we get to right now, where we are now, if we are, if we're not integrated i don't know because but people's ideology ideology is still the same regardless i think like like because specifically the example i was gonna say is trump right now right so he's our president his ideology existed before segregation ended right Mm -hmm. so let's say he's in a position of power now and your theory was a real thing what do you think would happen for you guys so this is this so this is this is the part this the so we would this is just what I think, and just based on where it is now, we yes, we probably we may be cut off, in a sense, to the rest of the, um, not cut off because we would have something of value, depending on where we're segregated in that because every state and every piece, for the most part, has something that keeps America going. So if you're to segregate us, you you can't segregate us out of something so that's where it would start like if you keep us in the south and that's where we're segregated and that's where we are then sharecropping and all that stuff that's what we start to do and the rest of the country needs the um resources that we would have in that area we're in charge of that we deal with that you want to you want and you know if it if it becomes a point where we fight to keep it or whatever it is it's it's still something where we have a chance of building our own and now we have our own sense of we like like there's something that we have that the we country have all like rocket right we have all right exactly like we have yeah. the we have the johnsons yeah. of yeah. cotton or whatever yeah. so um fruit of loom has to buy that shit we from us leaves of whatever right that's what i'm like saying you. you're aware that's what that's why the civil war happened the south wanted to seize the seed because they had all their there and it's like our industry is built on slavery. We need to keep this so you guys can have your tobacco, you guys can have your cotton. We are the industry leaders. But slavery ended, but it didn't. But integration, like that, slavery still could have ended. And but, no, but what I'm saying is, is the thought process of like why the South wants to secede. Mm-hmm. Like we have our own yeah, ideology. That was that was white. That was to be honest, white people having a pissing match against each other. It had nothing to do. 
No, it had everything to do with the, well, exactly what you're talking about, about the economics of it all. Right, like, right, right. But we, I'm saying we, we have we have we have built a culture mm-hmm. of we all agree that we have cheap labor that can do X, Y, and Z, and that somebody else is needs our needs our product. But the Civil War happened because the South wanted to get away from the North. It wasn't that, yeah, we want to keep the cheap labor, we'll still keep trading, keep doing all this. It was like, we don't want to be a part of you. And that's when it was like, well, no, we can't, we can't fuck with but, that. But isn't, that what, isn't that what you're proposing? No, no, no. Because segregation was, there was still segregation after that. Right. So if we're still segregated and we know we're being cut off but, from, we have to, we have, there's we no have way we're ourselves. not going to, we're not just going to die off as a, as a race in the community, we right. have to fend for ourselves. We have to. We get into these areas where, you know, like I said, this is all theory at this point. Mm-hmm. But they could all put us in. Like, let's say they did. They, fuck it. All the we're putting all these black people in Montana. This is all the land we have before they do anything. Yeah. And we strike oil. Right. Like bitches, this is ours. But that's, that's, that's my point. But that's my point, though. You're talking about autonomy. Like we found oil, so we want to have autonomy over. Our, that was the same thing that South wanted. The South wanted autonomy over the industries and the practices that they were doing. And the North didn't um, agree with it. Like, oh, we don't agree with slavery. How are you doing? And so the South wanted to secede, but the, the, the North was like, no, we still want to have ownership of it. It's the same thing. Like, you want to have autonomy and give somebody else. But like, that's. But so do, you, do you want the independence, or do you still want to be part of this thing? Is this somebody else recognize? I don't need the. I don't want to be part of. I, I'm saying if we're if we're segregated, like you, this is where you segregate us as a people. I don't have to be a part of you, but you have to come to me for this. <clears throat> and it may not work out because I just. I don't, it's not about whether or not it'll work out or not because I believe in what you're saying like far as if we, if our backs are really against the wall or up against the wall that we will have to respond no matter what it's either sink or swim right or yeah it's either sink or swim so I mean when you think about it in that regard I see us swimming more than we are sinking or just dying off as a race because I don't think that is possible for our culture but I, I don't know. I think it's just so without the desegregation. I think it's just so many uphill battles, and and who's to say where we will be? But who's to say if we will be where we are today? Honestly, with where are we? There's no to me. There's no we today. Yeah, you know what I mean. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't feel that. I don't feel like there is a. I don't know. Like I. I, I feel you. It, on outside looking in, there's no unified front for the Black Coalition, right? I mean, which is anybody who identifies as Black, African American, or whatever the case may be. There, there is no unified front where you will see a unified front for every other culture. Like, honestly, to your point, in the Black community, you there is oh, this person is African American. Oh, this is Jamaican. This person's from Africa, or whatever. White, like with white people, you don't hear them say, "Oh, he's Italian." Oh, he's from Sweden. Oh, he's... It's just, they're white. Like, they have that... They have that blanket... Like, because, because being white puts you over everybody else. Like, white like white Germans don't like white Italians. White Italians don't yeah. like white... Globally. You're talking globally. I'm talking no, even, even in America, up until 1920-something. Like, nobody liked the Italians. That's why they put them all in Chicago... And nobody like no in Boston. There's Spanish races within Spanish races that don't like each other. That, that's so one. It's like, a, white it's people, an example. White people culture. don't. White people don't like each other. The Italians are in one place. The Germans are in another place. They don't like each other, but but the they, 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 they white. They don't put. They don't put them. They don't put them above another race. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like if if a white German is like a white Italian, they'll never. You'll. Ne- I don't get the sense that they don't like each other more than they don't like. A Mexican or a <laughs> oh yeah they do that's why all white Nordic people in Minnesota like here y'all get the cold shit no yeah no but that's not that's what like when the when the states were divvied up and like Christians don't like Jews and like Christians you say yeah like to be per- to be perfectly frank like look at the Jews or look at the, um, the fucking Amish I hear you get Lancaster Pennsylvania like what the fuck is in Lancaster. Enough for them to self-sustain themselves. Like that's like that could be honestly that could be us. Like the Amish, that's a great fucking example. The Amish 
live independently, basically from the world, but they still trade with the with the rest of America because they have something that America because wants. they're not a threat. They fucking moving around on horse and buggies. Uh, like then they come down here. To the key word you said is threat. Right. Everything about the black community has been posed as a threat to either society, to America, or to a way of living because. Lo and behold, I think in every other culture, I mean, this is just my opinion, <laughs> there is no superior race, but technically, we are the master race. Not to say it like that, but, and, and I'm really just like just trying to put it out there, because I know we're going to end up wrapping it up soon, because I don't know, we don't, we don't want to keep talking about this forever, right? But it was just a good topic to kind of dive in on. But essentially, I mean, I think every race see the black community or black individual as a threat in some form or fashion, whether it be just physical size, like in intelligence or emotional barriers, whatever. Because it's just that's how much we're always like relevant, always in the news stories and media. You guys share your thoughts and then we'll wrap it up. Yeah, I think that we, you know, we, we, this we will be something that we will uh, address again. This was just kind of like the initial get it out there, get some more time to think about some different points and get to a place. But let us know your thoughts. Um, yeah, this, this is an episode where we, we would really welcome all feedback yeah. um, from all races, all genders, all like this. Cause it, I feel like this is a, a conversation that goes to, and it kind of piggybacks off with, um, last week and the week before, because equality and segregation across gender lines, across sexuality lines, like, there's a lot. It's like, do some... Some communities feel better if it's just their own. So let's 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 open this conversation. Please let us know your thoughts. Hit us up at tgotpodcast at gmail.com. Um, hit us up on Discord, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. This is something that I feel like um, we we can go further. If you want to be a part of the conversation, let us know and we'll try our best to get you on. We'll take um, an audiogram and play it on a show or something and answer yeah. to it. Love the chapa. Yeah. Hey, if you notice, Jeff was talking a whole lot more, so obviously it wasn't that damn high of a round of challenge. <laughs> <laughs> I if you guys feeling what we're doing, you guys digging what we're saying, man, you know what to do. Tune in next week uh, and fuck with your boys from TGOT. We, we out. Peace. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.